Welcome to Ali Talks, the platform for podcasts and videos to explore spirituality in your daily life. Simple and easy. Join the movement and go to Ali.vision. Hello and welcome to the weekly Energy Shot podcast. This is your astrology update with Matt Taylor and my name is Nicola Ercolani and we have decided to produce this podcast series in order to give you a weekly astrological update from Matt and some energy shots, wisdom, coaching tools from us both and then you have the information for your day-to-day life to prosper and to go in abundance and beauty around the planet. Hi Matt, how are you this week? I'm very well, actually. And I had a little bit of feedback from somebody this week about our podcast. No way! She listens every week and really enjoys it. So it was good to to hear. So yeah, it was lovely. It's nice to get a boost along like that. And it's good to see we're on YouTube now where we're very low numbers, but we will grow. No, we're always humble beginnings (laughs) and big things to come. So we're excited about that as well. So it's good to be on YouTube and sort of be more interactive very well here. I feel like the energies are shifting for us. No, I feel oh, like I'm coming with more God. positive things after a year of Finally. I, I know. It's like when you come to the more positive energies, you could go, oh, I can see why Matt was sort of so <laughs> negative and sort of yes. always hard. Not negative, but very challenging, but you'll feel. Uh, as from this week, we are coming to the end of many, many, many cycles within the within the astrological chart. So the first one is the moon. I spoke about the moon last year, uh, coming to the end of a 19-year cycle called the Saraf cycle. So we're now very much into the new moon cycle of 19 years. It's very important, this moon cycle of 19 years, this Saraf cycle, because that's an energetic, uh, what do we call, brace or bracket that we have in there. Uh, So we're starting off with new moon cycles on that bigger picture of the moon cycle. Uh, we're also finalizing with the Saturn Uranus squares that we had that are very old versus new, innovative versus traditional, uh, more conservative versus free. Uh, you know, so all of that tensions that we've seen really play out in the United States, you know, between, you know, politics and the divisions that they have in their communities at the moment. And I mean, it's not only there, but it's a clear way we can see how new things are trying to push through, old things are trying to hold on. And somewhere in the middle, we'll find the, the, the way forward. We know that the United States is going through a big transformation because their Pluto is retrograding for the first time uh, in their uh, country's history. So they have, uh, you know, a big, big shift coming. Um, so it'll be interesting to play out. But also the other, other thing that's um, shifting at the moment is the, the the Mercury retrogrades? They've only been retrograding in um, in air signs the past year. So they retrograded in Aquarius, they retrograded in Gemini, Libra, and now again in Aquarius. And this will finalise that only retrograding in air signs as well. And of course, we have had finish of the Venus retrograde. We only get a Venus retrograde every eighteen months, and that's goes for six weeks. So in the middle of December, that started and it finished as well. 
Uh, we have no planets retrograding from the 4th of February for quite Woo! some you know, key ones, you know, anything to worry about for um, Mar February, March, April, generally May. So you've got four months to really sail with the winds behind us, you know, go forward. I mean, you can probably, with the Mercury retrograding at the moment, you can probably feel that everything feels lighter and it's like, oh, we finished something or we're out of something. Of course, in the 1%, in the physical reality, it looks like the virus but these things are not these things are not you know by accident you know we looks like we're finishing the virus but it really also in the 99 percent the energetic reality uh, we really got things moving forward so these are really what i recommend here is is all the new things all the shape changing things all the things you want to freshen up transform move on plant seeds let go of now now is the time because come the second half of the year, we will very much get the same feeling as we've had in the second half of the year for the past three years. It's going to be harder, more challenging, more heavy, more like I can't go forward. I'm just going over things and just, you know, so move now. That's the real message. Move Do now. All the work in those week. four months. <laughs> yes, yes. Pack what you need to put all the things you want into the four months yeah. and then you know you're you've got better energies going with yeah. you before they start getting stale and stagnant and pushier and hardier and heavier and challenging again because all planets except for venus will retrograde in the second half of the year including mars uh, when mars retrogrades we have a little bit of problem because it's very attack energy mm. so we want to you know really um move the mars which is when it's forward it's with desire and passion and excitement so you know use it now while it's still forward uh, so that is sort of the big picture message here it's quite exciting that we're really finishing off the old moving with the new all the things that we've been waiting for for many years to be like oh, oh i can't go forward oh this is still happening oh, this is still, yes yeah. is is coming to an end so i think that's very exciting for us i cannot like I wanted to do a, a, a big social media thing on that. Like, I think it's um, the most important time of the year and I can feel it like Venus getting out of the retrograde for me as a Taurus is deeply, deeply visceral. Like I feel it with every ounce of my body. Like right. my daily practice goes easier again. It's like, it's smooth, like a, a baby's popo. Like mm -hmm. it's like very, very easy, very ongoing. Like, but I, like the last six weeks for me were very heavy, very dense, very like, uh, I felt like walking through mud and now yeah. I'm like, it's like really i have the energy back i have the vision back i feel like i i can move forward mercury retrograde is not something that really affects me a lot i'm i'm i can tell like it is going on but it's not like for me not so physical but venus retrograde was shitty heavy for me like i really yeah, well, like well when you have mercury retrograde and of course that at the beginning of the Mercury retrograde, we also have Uranus retrograding at the finalizing. Yeah. And Mercury and Uranus are very connected. They're brother and sister. Like Uranus is the little, uh, sorry, is the bigger brother and Mercury is the little brother, right? Uh, because they, they, we have a system where like Mercury, Venus and Mars are, are the smaller brothers to Uranus, Neptune and Pluto. So they're the higher yeah. octave, yeah? And so at the beginning of the Mercury retrograde, it's very glitchy. 
because like Mercury and Uranus are very disruptive energies. They're the shaker up and, you know, get things like not letting them get stale yeah. and they jump around a lot. So, it, you know, if you think back three weeks, what was, I can tell, I know exactly going, what was off. Yeah. yeah. So in, now that Uranus is going forward, it's taken out a lot of that glitchiness or disruption or, uh, you know, things are like, just difficult and moving and I can't stabilize anything mm. um, into something where things are stabilizing out, you know, and things are going forward. Of course, we have some quite big challenges we see on the horizon with, you know, in the, in the media anyway, but, you know, just like uh, I think in general for the most of us in the, in the, you know, in the day to day lives where we feel like we're getting a thrust forward you know, the wind are in our sails. It's quite good. So if you think back to the beginning of the last year, beginning of 2021, think back to mid-December of 2021 and think back to January. Um, and, you know, just think of what you started because all of that should be finalising in some, some stage and you feel like you're going to a new stage with it. You know what uh, we started then? Yes, we did, didn't we? Yes. So there were many starts for Nicole um, in terms of what, her project. And she was just telling me, like, you've got a new stage, actually, with yeah. closing down and starting up. So, so that's very good. That's very good. That's where we want to be. We want to be a little bit with it where it's positive, you know, and doing that. So first of all, probably just to start with, we are, we focus a little bit on the rising rising is staying in the same sign for about three or four weeks and currently it's in leo uh, and so we look at leo rising and what leo is focusing on is leadership sports uh things that are creative uh things that we want to go out and shine or heal so there's a four key things that you know that leo rising looks after i mean particularly with this leo rising we're looking at leadership i mean it's standing out in the world who's a weak leader who's a strong leader you know, all of that is kind of getting a little bit tense. Um, so we know that that leadership is a focus. We saw it with sport, uh, with the situation in Australia, the, the tennis player who couldn't get in because he wasn't following the rules and all sorts of things. We interestingly, we see it with creativity this week with Spotify. As Spotify has gone a little bit, you know, 12 billion lost in stock market this week which also plays into the Uranus-Taurus uh, thing where finances are shifting very quickly. And yeah. uh, the, the conflict was between some, you know, sort of older known singers and some new podcasters um, about there was tensions creating up and Spotify decided to go with the podcasters, interestingly, because it started off as a music thing. So it's interesting here that the new, the new voices of um, disruption, if you like, or the new voices of um moving things are actually podcasters do you know what i mean the lead the, the leadership on innovation and change and different yeah. view and different that makes so much sense yeah i mean the podcaster in question was probably not someone i would listen to i i think he's very important i think we need to have awareness of what it goes on but sometimes he's a little bit like making up the story a little bit yeah. uh so but i think it's still important like if people are choosing that and choosing to listen to that and he has the biggest contract with spotify it's something like 100 million and you know he raises most of the this podcaster raises most of the uh advertising so uh, his name is Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan, I thought so, yeah. Yeah, so very big in the States. And yeah. he's very much playing into, you know, what, what are they doing? What's going on? Which sometimes is a really interesting conversation. Um, 
and brings in different voices from the other side, the anti-establishment side, right? Yeah. Um, and they were in conflict with the singers from the 70s and 80s who used to be anti-establishment. So it's interesting now that we see a different kind of leader uh, playing out. And one of the things I said in my forecast, the annual forecast is voices of disruption. I yeah. talked about this and you can see it now that the voices of disruption are people like you and me. I mean, you know, astrologers used to be way on the, way in the woo-woo, you know, <laughs> yeah, clear the room. Very woo-woo. Yeah, you walk in the room and be, oh, you're an astrologer and they leave yeah. you. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. and Planet. there's been this huge renaissance in, in astrology. It's very popular now. Everyone's an astrologer, used to, like, just like everybody used to be a yoga teacher. Do you remember that? <laughs> you know, yeah, you talk to anyone, it's like, oh, I've just left HR and I'm becoming a yoga teacher. Yeah. All... <laughs> or the coaches. Yeah, like, oh, I went through a midlife crisis and now I'm a coach. Yes. Good for you. Yes. <laughs> yes. But only the toughest will survive. We know that market will sort it out. Yeah. And, you know, people who have passion for it and excitement and want to be an astrologer in 10 years' time will be there. But well, we're just seeing this little hiccup of everybody loves astrology at the moment and we'll have that for five years and it will drift away. And the people who are remaining will be the true, the new true generation. I'm not, not against it, but you know, we'll see in time who's still there. But, you know, these things go in trends, but certainly the voices of disruption are changing. They're definitely changing. Um, and people are listening to different things now and, and have more time, well, not time, but they have more time to listen to something like this. So before you remember like podcasting was, oh, you have to do no more than seven minutes. <laughs> like, it's like, that's impossible you know, to have a decent conversation. Yeah. And I think one of the things out of the, this North Node Mercury that we went through for 18 months has been about conversation, different views, different perspectives, different ideas, and not just the traditional black and white ways we've been thinking about things. So I think podcasting is definitely something that's coming to a, into its own, into a role. And I think it's now, I don't want to listen to ads or I don't want to, you know, get the mainstream media and I want to listen to other perspectives, which is what we were talking about a lot last year, about different perspectives. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's now shifting and we will see that. It, so the Leo rising is very much about these issues, leadership, uh, creative expression, sports and creativity, artistry, creativity, starting and shining how you want to shine and heal in the world. If you look at where the sun is, which rules Leo, the sun is in Aquarius. So this is Aquarius is very much about the cosmic or the collective or unique qualities, things that are different, things that shake things up. Right? So this is all playing into a, a new voice of disruption, I feel. It's drifting away from the Hollywood set. I think it's been drifting away from Hollywood set for quite some time, actually, for about five or six years. And it's drifting into various voices of disruption, uh, various you know, people who want to shine, who want to heal. It's not just that churn out anymore. Mm. Uh, so. I think, you know, with the Hollywood set and a lot of things that have been coming out from that and a lot of like, you know, the Me Too stuff. And uh, I, I don't know if it's got the same influence. It certainly has. And the influence is shifting more into people like you and me who have got something to say and people want to tune in and listen to something different that is outside the mainstream. The Aquarius energy will push it there. The voices of disruption will push it there. Um, and we'll see, I think, big increases in people like you and me who've always been on the outside coming much more into the mainstream um, and the mainstream traditional rollout always will be there, but I don't think it has the big influence it used to have. 
Yeah, I think what, what's really changing, like back 10 years ago, when you were a, a psychic or when you had like certain capabilities, which were outside of the 3D reality, that just was like, you know, the visible. Um, there was a certain type of people that were like, oh yeah, can you read me a card? And can you, you know, there was a certain kind of greediness when it came to those abilities, but they were not, um, they were not pay, like they didn't want to pay that service. Mm. It was more like the, oh, a little magic in my life, but that magic was, that had no value to it, like in mm. a major part of it. There were people that were calling tarot readers and astrologers, but it was always like very dirty and it had something very, um, very gross. Call me now, kind of. Yeah, yes, it's come really some kind of like dark. Like and dark the websites and used to be black and purple. Yes, very yes. dark. And they and, were like with crystal that, balls and stuff like this. Yeah, and for mm. me, this perception <laughs> really deeply, deeply changed in the past 10 years. Remember, I mean, like 10 years ago, 2011. Like it was not thinkable that we would have video content. Like it was the baby shoes of Instagram, but video was not possible because we didn't have uh, the, the, the right amount of internet going on on our mobile phones. Like it was the beginning of, um, of, of smartphones. It was like, it was like 10 years ago. It's like baby shoes. Oh, I remember trying to do YouTubes and I gave up because you would record them and then the internet would fall out and you'd be like, yes, I just spoke it, for 10 minutes and yes. now I have to start again. And so I didn't. It was MySpace and YouTube, but even YouTube yes. was in the baby shoes. Like yep. YouTube was a, a toddler <laughs> doing yes. whatever he wanted. And mm. but that, that, that whole notion, that whole conception of, Oh, oh, that's a profession. Like you make money with that. And that's a normal profession. That was like nowhere to be found. And like, it's really, for me, it's very fascinating. I'm in Switzerland and in Switzerland, like all this woo-woo stuff is like, there's a big part of people that really understand that this is a part of life. But the majority of the people are still like, like this is too spiritual. Like, this is to metaphysics. Like, that's strange. Like, why would you pull a card? Like, why would you? Like, and, but in the States, for example, or in um, Great Britain, in like in the English speaking countries, let's mm, it's that shifting. Way. And usually that's where there, the trends start yes. and, they, and they move things, and, um, especially with Britain. It's, it's always been known as the innovator or the first and then everybody yes. else follows. But also in countries like Russia, countries yes. like the Middle Russia. East, the whole There's a lot of, lot of history in Russia and the, and the About Eastern magic. countries of Those, Kabbalists like, and, yeah. and yes, and they, the there was Middle a big stream East. from Israel up to Russia. Yes. So I think that that's another area of big growth as, as well. Huge. Of people Huge. changing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, in, in the Germanic countries, it's always been seen as a little bit of a tougher push. And I think, yeah. you know, but that's good. There's more light there and we will push on and we will see yeah. change for sure. Um, Amazing. Absolutely. So, yes. So that's Can I ask something about yeah. the new moon? Can you speak a bit about the new moon this week? Because I think people mm. really like, I, and I would love to know what's going on with this. New right. Moon. Where so are we? in? Where are we? So Kabbalistically or, you know, sort of more spiritually or with the soul, we're with the month of 
a new moon of Pisces. But if you look We're at the there. technicality, that's right. If you look at the technicality, we, the Western astrologers would say it's the new moon of Aquarius. Aquarius. Now, new information from 5,000 years ago. <laughs> so we have to drip this information through, but that's okay. Is that it's what we call a pregnant month, Kabbalistically. And in, you remember in the beginning of the podcast, I talked about these 19-year cycles with yes, the moon, right? So within 19 years, we have seven pregnant years. And these pregnant years are when we have two uh, new moons of Pisces. Mm. And so we will come back aligned with Western astrology. But Western astrology is not really understanding this concept of pregnant years. It's just going out one month after another. But actually, it doesn't work out because... The, there's 30 degrees in a sign and the moon only moves at 29. So every couple of years you have to make it up, right? It's like a leap yeah. year, right? Like in the Gregorian leap year. So if you look at it actually, like with the math, clear mathematical science, you have to make up a month. And yeah. we do this every year, uh, not every year. We do this every couple of years through Pisces, and you see it in the chart, that it will come in at the beginning of Pisces, and then the second one, the new moon will be right at the Still end, like the 29 degree, and then we're back on track. So, I mean, that, that information, it's very deep, it's very esoteric, it's very hidden. So, you know, for the general astrologer out there, they're not going in there, right? They want, you know, they're not dealing with it in the same consciousness. So let's look at it at the, at the, the we, we go back to the Babylonians who were downloading the information about how this whole cosmos was working. And let's tap into their wisdom. Okay, so let's go into the new moon of Pisces, knowing that there'll be a second new moon of Pisces, Adar 1 and Adar 2, right? And people born in Adar 2 are usually a little bit more fiery. Like they're a little bit closer to an Aries because that's the next sign. But people like, I was born in a year with two Pisces, but I was in the first one. So a very classic Pisces. So we look in the chart, in the natal chart, to see who's born, you know, if you were born in this secret kind of Pisces 2. Right. So here, uh, this is a, um, a year where we'll have two Pisces, which is really interesting because it's the sign of compassion, kindness, gentleness, uh, sharing, um, and we'll have forward planets only during it. So we're going to see a big uplift in the tone, in the, in the softness of the energy, the sharing nature, the unification, all of these very spiritual energies. Of course, every sign has its challenge. Here in, this, in the challenge, it's not falling into unhappiness, sadness, lack of appreciation or lack of direction. So because we're going into that nebulous spiritual energies, we kind of, kind of can get lost in there, right? We feel like, oh, there's nothing here for me. The opposite can happen, right? We're going into the world where there's everything from me, ultimate abundance, happiness, joy, and fulfillment, which in the paradox of astrology can also mean that there's nothing here for me, mm. right? So this is when people get depressed, right? Pisces is the sign where we're most open to depression and sadness and poor me, right? Also because spirituality is about having a sense of direction and purpose and what you're here to achieve, you can also fall into there's nothing I'm meant to achieve as and what am I doing here? So it's very dramatic, very melancholic. Very Pisces. <laughs> very Pisces, wishy-washy. Oh my god. There's oh my god. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. So it's very hard, no? So we want to be with, I know my spiritual purpose. I know there's a lot. I know there's everything here for me. I've got to right, put it into this world. So really, we're coming into, a, uh, I find if you are with appreciation and with action, 
the action and appreciation are really two big energies that we need to get through these two months of Pisces. What we also know is that Pisces is ruled by Jupiter in classic astrology, and in the, in the ancient astrology, it's with more Jupiter and Neptune. Jupiter and Neptune are both in Pisces right now. So we're going into this big uh, Piscean thing where it's going to be super spiritual, super creative, super artistic. This is all of that high energy where we're tapping into music, into visual, downloading from higher, higher realms, all of that sort of stuff. But it gets foggy in there. And it's like, oh, I'm so like lost right so action like the 3d reality which is action is super important what helps us is that mars for six weeks which is most of this will be in capricorn capricorn is the 3d reality and mars is action is putting it in so we have an energy there supporting us with the mars in capricorn to say i'm going to work i'm going to be productive i'm going to take these out into the public realm i'm going to you know, push forward, uh, you know, in a very like conscientious way. Capricorn is the sign of work and karmic work and 3D work, right? So it's a big, like, I've got to earn, I've got to go out there, I've got to put, make my, you know, make my status mm. known, I've got to climb that ladder, I've got to get in the money, I've got to be on time. And we have Mars there, which is about ambition and desire. Uh, I like Mars in Capricorn. Uh, I think that the two energies go very well when you're trying to assert yourself into the public realm, right? into, in, out into the status world, the job world, the finance world, the money world, all of that, which we're going to need this year, right? Already things are shaking, as I talked about at the beginning of the podcast. You can have a very big successful company and overnight, 12 billion, you lose. This is Uranus in retrograde. Now, bring it down. We're not going to lose 12 billion. Right? but we can lose and gain in the same day. You know, it's all like this with Uranus and Taurus. So we are really with a year that we need to really be consistent about manifesting our own resources this year. We need to manifest our own resources. Jupiter and Neptune, uh, one of the, as I said, the big thing is creativity, artistry, and spirituality, but the big loss really is the senses of everything is over promised it's not actually what it is mm, yeah it's, it's not very... really what it is we had neptune go into pisces in 2012 and since then like a lot of false gurus and a lot of false leaders and a lot of things that were promised to us aren't working out this plays into bitcoin a little bit this is the most the realm that is hyped up the most at the moment right and what we will see is people falling in there but it's overhyped. I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't think I think it's going to work oh. out. We have Uranus and Taurus pushing it along a little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I think it's overhyped. Uh, and I think there are many things going on that are overhyped since 2012. And we later find out, oh, this was the real situation. Now with Jupiter in there, that that heightens it in there. We'll have Jupiter there for most of the year, not all of it, but most of it. So we're getting overpromised, and we could be overpromising ourselves or falling things into things where they're not actually true. Mm. So we really need to find what the actual value of something is. What, what's the clear value of something? I think is really important this week. What is it really like? Take time. This, and with Mercury retrograde, it's a trick as well. So take time to really see what is this about? Is it really going to work? Is it really what it's saying on the tin? Is it really as it is? 
Is it really, is it everything in this situation clear to me? Do I need to ask more questions? Do I need to make more time? The Mercury retrograde finishing at the end of this week will mean that you will see it a little more clearer, right? But at the moment, everything is a little bit like cloudy, right? So the new moon will may enhance that situation. You'll feel this gentleness, this softness, this beautiful Piscean kind of energy with a lot of Capricorn energies. We will have Mercury in energy uh, in Capricorn, Pluto in Capricorn, Mars in Capricorn, Venus in Capricorn, keeping it everything on the earth. Yes, but I still have a lot of cloudiness. So it's really important to be not falling into victim status that all these emotions that are coming up don't affect me too much, right? Don't impact me. Don't make a movie out of them. Don't make a drama out of them, right? We've, we've had the crown for on and on. <laughs> yes, we don't need another one. We don't need episodes. So it's important to be stable inside, clear. Where am I going? What's the real situation? Keep the feet on the ground and uh, then we'll have a better spiritual year. We need to take all that higher energy and, and bring it down into the ground and make something productive and useful of it. That's what the energy wants at the moment. Amazing. I, what I feel about this cloudiness of, um, of this Uranus energy, you know, I, I feel that- Neptune, sorry. Oh, uh, Neptune, I'm sorry. That's right, yeah. Um, of this Neptune energy is like it feels like there is to me in in a, in a in a spiritual explanation if I would have to give one I would speak about timelines um, timelines are the reason why people uh, can uh, pull tarot cards and uh, they they were used to able back in the days to give very clear predictions on where your life is going because the planet earth was very dense and people's body were very dense so they didn't shift timeline very fast but now that people are more and more into the transformation of what they are experiencing as their reality so for example you're constantly having um uh, disruptive relationships and then so you're doing the shadow work you're doing the work for that so the possibility of you shifting timelines in this specific area but in your whole uh, reality is very high so what what this um, neptune nebulosity does is like it's opening a lot of timelines and the the possibility to tap into one or the other timeline for example there is one timeline where you are uh doing your job, you have your own company, you have a relationship, uh, family and everything plays out very beautifully. But then on the other hand, there is a timeline in the same moment, there is a timeline open where uh, you lose your company, you're going back to eight to five in an office, uh, you're single all your life. Like the timelines, like that's what it does for me. It's, it's really opening up the time space reality so that's why it feels so nebulous like everything is possible but yes that's right the, but then you don't choose anything you yeah but the, the most important are. thing exactly it. the most important mm -hmm. thing is to understand that you are choosing your timeline with what you choose to vibrate in your physical body mm -hmm. Like the vibration you put in your physical body. And of course, people are then like, oh yeah, I just have to do goal setting. And no, that's not enough. Like choosing a timeline would mean 
like you you are like really going into what do you want to experience in the next couple of years what you want to experience of your life and then you start to feel that timeline you tap into that timeline and then you stick with that one yeah and you're working it into your physical body and you work like do meditations do yoga that's why this yoga is so important for me that's why i'm preaching since years like do yoga do yoga do do more yoga because this is the way the ancient techniques, the five, six thousand years old techniques to ground in the timeline energy that you're choosing and then move accordingly and to ground in those energies into the physical body, into the chakras, into the glandular system, into your pranic body. And then you're vibrating that timeline and then you're going. That's yes. how it's done. And we have this Leo rising, which is about sports or activity yes. and the sun, which is in Aquarius. So which Aquarius is about moving beyond structures. So we can really do some activity or create, you know, or creative movement or, or a sport that moves us, as you're saying, beyond the, 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 the boundaries, beyond yes. the structures of the cosmos. So I think it's a great tool to really use to keep in your body and keep with the action and keep with the movement um, that is so important. We've got like supporting energies that really help us with this month of, of the pitfalls of these two months of Pisces falling in. And I think it's actions, sport, movement, direction, knowing where you're going, tapping into that Mars energy in Capricorn, the sun energy in Aquarius, which are really like be able to push through the, the structures and the boundaries that, that could exist and choose a new reality, I think, or your own reality that you feel you want to create super important uh so yeah go on sorry what can no. really help with that choosing the timeline as well is for example you're meditating on a certain timeline on a certain reality that you want to experience a timeline like when the, the spiritual people speak about choosing timelines what they mean with that is like choose what you want to experience on a visceral level what do you want to feel how do you mm. want to feel like that's the whole manifestation thing that they're always talking about and then for the meditation take a crystal or a, a, a mala in your hand and vibrate this what you want to feel into that piece and wear it so your physical body is constantly reminded of this vibration and is mm. able to wove, wave, wove that it, weave. It's able weave, to weave. weave. Thank you. That mm. weave yes. it in into mm. the physical system, into the magnetic field, so you can start to attract the things you want to you want to see. And yes. I, I feel to speak about the 2012 thing that you were talking about as well. Oh yes. Interestingly enough, I work a lot with a Mayan timekeeper. His name is Jose Munoz, and um. The, the, the Mayas, uh, for, for them, the calendar, that they thought that the calendar ended in 2012, which is not true. It's a wrong calculation. That's what he says, at least, and he's a Mayan timekeeper. So let's keep that one. And, but 2012 was a window opening, which is going until 2036. And according to the Mayas, we're moving through the center of the Milky Way at the moment with our whole system. And then we're from 2026 to 2036, we're moving through a, a belt where there are a lot of comets flowing around in that belt. And that's the disruption that we already start to feel because we're getting closer there. 
Hmm. And um, interesting enough, he said that now the, the, the NASA's and all the, you know, the people that are going into the space, they're already preparing um, the knowledge and the, the technique and the technology to when we're moving through that belt um, with the, with the, with the cosmic comets um, that we are ready to shoot them down. Yes. Very interesting, no? And that's, yeah, exactly. Love that. But it's yes. very This woo-woo. is the age of Aquarius. It's, it's, the, age it's of Aquarius. the age of Aquarius. I love it. Isn't it? Because it's, it's just taking us out into the cosmos more yes. and more. That yes, yes, you know, now the end of, and it, it plays into this recent movie with Leo DiCaprio, mm-hmm. you know, where, where he says, though I haven't seen it yet, but I've got the basic story that was a comic for me. And then all of the all the institutions play out in their own way you know yeah. they all play this the, the the funny role and you know then you've i want to see it but it's you very dark it's an yes, amazing it's very movie. and i think our mind you know is just like chewing gum at the moment nothing surprises anymore because we just need to stretch out our mind into all sorts of like ways to be able to deal with some of the things that you know we've never dealt with we've yeah. also had the jupiter saturn shift into Aquarius, so we've got yeah, 200 years of air cycle, so that's the brain expanding out and all of that. Uh, and Jupiter and Saturn actually rule timelines. And so now we're moving into air, air-based timelines, which air is an endless energy, isn't it? It's like the, well, there's Either. no, so that's right, it's all the brain stuff, all the mind stuff is now being, um, and the way we communicate and speak has all been expanded. So I've, I mean, like, bold prediction but i think we will not have social media within this life and i think we'll have telepathy we'll have communication that is well the the, the ai the vr the telepathic reality will come in where there's no time space or motion everything is happening at once yeah so this is very air energy and very cosmic energies that we're seeing. I mean, um, Google runs already tests with implants in the in the brain, mm, so people can directly link. <laughs> I love you. Everybody's like, no, I don't <laughs> want to do that. Those? And you were like, okay, bring uh, okay. it on. Yeah, I'll have ten. And bring it on. Bring so it what on. they what they will do <laughs> is they will implant. Um, they have chips in the brain. So you can link directly to uh, to AI, to the metaverse, to yeah. you know, whatever. You could see me on every corner you go. I'm so yeah. artificially like, intelligent. Hi, honey. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to go because I've got a painter coming Okay, in. I love it. Beautiful yes. podcast. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Have a great week. See you, everybody. Bye. Bye. Lovely having you with us at Alley Talks. Would you like to know more about empowered spirituality, whether in business or for your personal life? Then visit us at ali.vision or write us an email at contact at ali.vision.